Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. Well, we've been in this series called Mind Games, and I hope that you've enjoyed the series about what is so significant and so important in our minds. It all starts right here. It all starts right in our, our minds, our hearts, and out of that comes our actions and our deeds and our, our, our attitudes, our moods. Everything comes from what happens in our minds. And so we've been pre- preaching on the whole idea of what happens in our minds. We've talked about our minds. We, we can't conform. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, the Bible says. We've talked about taking captive every unhealthy thought and make it obedient to Christ. We've talked about that. We talked about the tug of war that happens between our minds and the world. And that tug of war, we had an actual tug of war, it was amazing, right here in front of us, but that tug of war that happens between the tugs of the world and the tugs of Christ, and we want Christ to win that tug of war. We talked last week about worrying and how there's no need to worry, and when we put our, our trust in an almighty God, a God who's created the universe, a God who has the ability to just speak, and it happens, how can we not uh, simply trust in God and not worry about the things of this world. And so there's a beauty in that. And today, I want to talk about being all in. All in. The scripture says to love God with all our mind, all our, uh, <clears throat> our hearts, all our souls, all of our strength. We have to be all in. All in. And, and I think it's interesting. If you think about the people that you know, have you ever... Uh, taken notice of people who are all in on something and people who aren't all in on something. There's a big difference between those two people. There's a big difference. The, the person that's all in often looks strange to those who are not all in. Like if you're a surfer, I think, and you're all in on surfing and you get a, into getting on those uh, 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 wetsuits and you get into getting in that cold water and you get into standing up on that board and racing down those waves, that's cool. I think that's awesome. But I also think you're strange because I'm not all in on so- surfing. I'm not all in on water. I have a hard time in the shower sometimes just getting water over my head, let alone being pummeled by those waves and things when you go all in it's crazy on surfing but you know you see these people that are all in on something and you think because you're not in it you're not into it you think it's a little strange you think that why are you so intense man mellow out about this whole surfing thing or maybe you're into rocks you know maybe you're totally into rocks and i'd be looking at you going why are you into rocks unless they're diamonds okay i get get it or uh you know, something worth, worth money. But um, you, you look at, at people who are all in and they just look crazy. All in people like to swim in the deep end. They like to swim in the deep end rather than the shallow end. Half in people, not so all the way in people, like living in the shallow end because it's much safer. There's much more stability. There's all this stuff. But all in people dive in to that deep end. They go in deep and they, they, they give themselves holy to the, the whole thing. There's the difference between fear and faith in the all-in people. All-in people are usually singly focused. Half-in people have at least two separate loyalties, if not a whole bunch of loyalties, and all-in people have one loyalty. The goal 
in the Christian walk is to have one single loyalty, and that is to Jesus Christ and to him and his mission and his cause and who he is and give ourselves completely to him. That's what we're talking about today. And I will make no apology in that today God is asking me as your pastor to call you to be completely in with Jesus Christ, to give yourself to everything that you have to him and for him and for his cause so that we can see the kingdom grow. All in people say no to most things. Think about it. All in people say no to most things. And uh, half in or uh, sometimes in people say yes to just about everything. And when they do, their, their effectiveness is lowered. Their, their, their uh, um, focus is dispersed so much so that they don't have a focus. And the crazy thing is, is that all in people say no to most things. They're saying, and they'll say no to good things. Why? Because they have one best thing. And it's important that we say no to the most things so that we can stay focused on the best things of the kingdom of God. Now, if you're all in, you're going to understand this illustration. Right here, I have some eggs and I have some bacon. And I want to ask you one question. Who's more committed? Who's more committed, the chicken or the pig? Who's more committed? The chicken who's a contributor. Yeah, lay a few eggs, still walking around. Or the pig. Oink, oink, oink. And that's it. This is the most committed person right here, is the person that's willing to give themselves up for bacon. And you know, bacon makes everything better, right? Put a little bacon. Put a little bacon in those refried beans, and you got really good refried beans. Put a little bacon in that rice, you got really good rice. All in means giving everything. All in means total sacrifice. All in means you, you, can, you can be a contributor. And listen, we all need to be contributors. We all need to, to lay a few eggs. That's kind of a sick, disgusting perspective. But we all need to be in. But really, if we're going to go all in, it's time to be bacon. It's time to give it all up. It's time to be sacrificial. It's time to give everything we have to the Lord. In, in the Hebrew culture, in the Bible, they didn't understand what we understand as compartmentalizing things. They didn't understand that um, when we talk about our mind, we're talking about our, our, what's happening in our mind, but we don't really connect it to our body. Or we connect our soul, we talk about our soul and our spirit, but we don't connect it to our mind and our intellect. Sometimes people believe that you got to abandon your intellect to have faith. That's not true. Some people believe that we got the spirit that, that lives in us and will live on eternally, and our body won't, so the two don't need to connect. But the Hebrew culture understood that everything, everything is a whole part, not just compartmentalizing. If you look at a loaf of bread, it's more important in, in the Hebrew context to be, have a whole loaf of bread than to have sliced loaf of bread. That's the way. They, they don't think in terms of slices or compartments. They think in terms of everything as a whole. So when they talked about life, they talked about all of us together. And the Greek culture and the, and the Gentile culture is all compartmentalized. They, we try and put all these things apart. But today, God is calling you and I to have all of us all in. All of us all in. Mind, soul. Listen to this passage of Scripture and 
<clears throat> the passage of scripture that I'm reading is Jesus' answer to the, to the Pharisees who were always trying to trip him up, always trying to give him grief, always trying to catch him in something. And Jesus, of course, uh, the master of, of truth, the master of, of, of uh, wisdom, is always giving them good answers. And the Pharisees were always about uh, more about the law than the love of God. They were all about the law of God, but they, 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 they missed the love of God. And they got so caught up in that. Here's a danger. When your head gets bigger than your heart, you're in trouble. When you start thinking heady and you get uh, beyond the idea of loving God in your heart, then you are missing it. And it's okay to be heady. It's okay to be intellectual. I love being intellectual. I love being uh, 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 thinking and, and using my intellect. I'm a professor at a university, and so I, I, I value education and feeding our heads and our minds with the, and challenging our intellect, but we must not lose the sight of our heart. And if we lose sight of our heart, then we are going to be in trouble, just like these Pharisees. In Mark chapter 12, verse 28, it goes like this. And many of you may have heard this passage. This is a passage where Jesus is answering the question of a Pharisee. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. This was to the previous passage of Scripture uh, where the, the Sadducees asked, hey, are we going to be married in eternity? And Jesus says, no, we're not going to be married in eternity. We're going to be like angels. And so I love my wife, and, and I, I, I'm, I enjoy the life that we're living, and we're going to continue to live, and we're, we're going to be together forever. Um, but when we get to heaven, um, that marriage is no longer going to be. We're going to be like angels, and the connection that we have will be related through and to Jesus Christ. And that's the way that's going to work, and that's Jesus' answer. So if you want to read more, of that, more about that, read, this, read the passage before this passage in Mark chapter 12, verse 28. And so the, the Pharisees asked him a question, or, or asked him a question, and he said, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important answer, Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than than these. Well said. Well said, teacher. The man replied, you are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, he said to the Pharisee, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask any more questions of Jesus. It's a great passage of Scripture. And uh, the one thing that I want to point out right now is that no matter what question you have, it's not too big for God. It's not too big for God. One of the things that I treasure at Journey is simply this, is that this is a place where you can bring your journey, you can bring your questions, you can bring your thoughts, and not that we'll have all the answers, but I know that God is not threatened by your curiosity or your, your, your uh, wonder about the things of God. And I, th I love it that this Pharisee actually comes probably genuinely asking Jesus, tell me, what is the best commandment? And he, he tells us. And so we find in this passage a call, a call 
to be all in, not a call to be partially in, not a call to compartmentalize our faith and say, well, on Sundays, I'm a good Christian. I go to church and I get it all over with. And then on the weekdays, I'm just somebody different. No, the Bible is calling us to be all in. And so we find this idea of, of being all in in this passage. And when we understand this, we understand that what the Pharisee is simply asking is, what, how can I best live out a relationship with God? How can I best, what is the best kind of commandment or what is the best commandment that I can put in my heart that will make a difference in my life? I believe this Pharisee was not trying to trip Jesus up, but based on Jesus' good answer in the first question, he was answering this, asking another question to genuinely find his faith. What, what, what have you been living by? What great commandment have you based your faith on? Like, like Ron said earlier, what are you grabbing a hold of that guides and directs your steps? What guides and directs every step you take, every motive you have, every thought that passes through your mind? What filter is that thought going through? And when we are all in, that means that Jesus and his truth is going through that all-in commitment. It's going through that, that idea that no, what, whatever this thought is needs to be filtered through the nature and likeness of Jesus Christ. And once that happens, then we begin to live out this life. And so what Jesus says is, is, a, is really good. He says, the most important one, answer Jesus, is this, hear, O Israel, Hear, O Israel. Hear, Journey Church Ventura. Hear, Ventura. Hear, Ventura County. Hear, California. Hear, United States of America. Hear this. The Lord our God. I love what he says, the, the Lord our God. In the context of this passage, there's a lot of important words, and I'm going to try and describe them to you. But the Lord our God is a statement of covenant. When he says our God, it means I belong. I belong, and God is, is, has made a commitment to me. And so the Lord, our God, I love it when people say our God or, my, or, or our church or we are together. I don't, I don't like hearing, that's your church. I don't like hearing your God because that means that we're now we're separate. We're in different spaces. You got a good church, pastor. No, we have a good church. We have a good God. We it's our church. It's not Ricardo's church. It's not anybody individual's church. It's our church. And most importantly, it's God's church. And he's our God. I love that. And then it says, the Lord is one. There is only one God. There is only one God. Only one with a big G. There's a whole bunch of little G's out there. And they try and be all kinds of little G's. And that's all they come up with is little G power. But there's only one God with one big G power, and that's our God, the God of the universe, the God who is the creator, the God who is the redeemer, the God who is the provider, the God who is the healer, the God who is the sustainer, the God who is everything to you and me. He is one God. And then this passage says, love your, love the Lord your God, and that word love means agape, or unconditionally love God, and it means give everything to Him. It means there's no conditions upon, upon that love. We just completely surrender ourselves, so love the Lord your God, and then it says with all, with all. The word all is, is the, the Greek word called holos. I don't often quote Greek, but this whole idea of holos is whole. 
with everything you are, with everything you are, all. It's, it's, it, I mean, there's no better, there's no better uh, um, um, interpretation or translation of this word than to say all or everything or the whole of you. Let it be all. So love the Lord your God with all your heart. You've got to be bacon in this circumstance. Many of us want to be eggs. We want to drop a little tithe in the offering or we want to give a little time in the volunteer or we say a little prayer before dinner and we, we see all those and those are all little contributions that are meaningful, okay? Not, not to take away from any of those experiences because we should be tithing, we should be praying before our meals, we should be uh, serving, we should be doing all of those things. But this is not that. This is not just those little simple little things and then the rest of our lives is separate from our faith. No, this is all. This is putting it all together. This is giving everything every time we do something for Jesus. It's all of us. Amen? Amen? All right. So love the Lord your God with all your heart. Your heart is the very control center of your life. This is what we talked about the whole time in the mind games. It all starts right here. And, and it all starts with this, this, this center point that everything comes through. It's our heart. Some people believe it's our mind, but he describes our mind later. But it's the control center. And then he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Your soul is your psyche or your self-awareness. It's this thing that makes us aware. It's, it's the spirit part of our lives. It's the psyche part of our lives. It's this awareness of our lives. And then it says, love the Lord your God with all your mind. It's your thoughts, your intellect. So you have your heart that, that where everything kind of comes in. It's your emotional part of your life as well. Your soul, love God with your, your, your whole awareness. And then love God with your mind, your thoughts and intellect. And then it says, and love God with all your strength, your body. The Hebrews understood this. this. This wasn't a hard thing for them to understand. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. We just put it all together, and that's what we do. We love God with everything. And the, the, the Greeks and the Gentiles were like, what? I thought we could do whatever we wanted to do over here with our bodies, but we, as long as we stayed connected with our psyche over here, our spirit, then we'd be okay. And that's not what Jesus was communicating. He says, I want all of everything, because that's the only way that we can truly be all in, is to give God everything. And that means he has all of us. You guys, he has our time. He has our awareness. He has our physical strength. We, we serve him with this body. We put all of our intellect and we spend time meditating on the Word of God, thinking about the Word of God, learning about who Jesus is. Why? So we can be like Him and so we can love like Him, so we can live like Him, so the world can see who He is. The, the world is just aching for you and I to be the Jesus to this world that we were made to be. Not, not, we're not being little G-gods, we're just being servants of the King. And so when we do that, when we go all in, we are giving ourselves totally to him. To love God with anything less than all of us is to be spiritually schizophrenic, one author said. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. To love God with anything less than all of us 
is to be spiritually schizophrenic. You are one person here, and you're another person here, and you're another person there. You're, you're, you're double-minded, you're triple-minded, you're quadruple-minded, you're quintuple-minded. It doesn't matter how, whoever you are in how many different places. If, you, if all of us isn't in all the time with Jesus being the reflection of who we are all the time, then we're being spiritually schizophrenic. And I said earlier, I'm unapologetically calling all of us, myself included, to be all in at all times with everything that we've got. And that's what God is calling us. We don't want to be spiritual schizophrenics. We want to be spiritual, one identity, and that is who we are in Jesus Christ, following Jesus Christ with all of our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our strength. And when we do that, we become more like Christ, and Christ then becomes more evident to this world. And as he becomes more evident to this world, people around us want what we have. People around us want what we have. Let's not be a reflection of this world. Let's be a reflection of Jesus. In any circumstance and in any situation, once we do that, then the world says, I want that rather than the world. Because we don't depend on it. Our handrail is Jesus. Our, our, our holding on point is who Jesus is and what he can do for our lives and what he has done for our lives and what he will do for our lives. Let's not be schizophrenics. Let's not be people that are double-minded or triple-minded or whatever. Let's be people who are full of faith, full of Jesus Christ, and always, always all in as we live our faith. Then he says, at the end of that, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Philippians 2.5 says this. It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who loved us. The Bible says in Romans 5.8, it says that he demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were still sinners, he died for us. That's the kind of love that we need to be all in with. If we're all in with God, if we're all in with our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our strength, then we have nothing to do but love other people. It's a natural outflow of giving everything to God. It's the natural outflow of allowing Him to change our motives, change our values, change why we relate to people. You know, ask yourself this question. Am I relating to someone because of what I can get out of the relationship or what I can give to the relationship? That's a great way to look at it. Even with your spouse, even with your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, whoever it is, ask yourself what your motive is in that relationship because Jesus loved not to get something out of it but to give something to it. And that is a redemptive relationship with him. Therefore, we need to be redemptive people, amen? We need to love like Jesus loved. And so the end of this, <clears throat> amen. The end of this passage says this, well said, teacher. Here's the Pharisee talking to Jesus. Well said, uh, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. It's a really interesting tag on that he made right at the end there. This passage, this idea comes from 1 Samuel 15, 22. It says this, but Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? 
To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. And the problem was is that people would simply just come and bring their offerings, but their heart wasn't in it. You see, obedience moves us from just the simple, I'm, 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 I'm showing what I'm doing rather than in my heart being what I'm doing. There's a heart issue. It, rather than bringing these rams, all the sacrifice was in the animal, not in the person. And what God wants in obedience is the sacrifice to be right here. He wants us to be bacon. We need to stop laying eggs. We need to stop laying eggs. We need to stop just being contributors and giving an egg here and there and every once in a while and, and then going on and living our lives however we choose. We got to start being bacon and give all of ourselves so that all of our lives reflect the very nature of Jesus. Have you ever uh, smelled eggs when they're cooking? Not most pleasant. You ever smell bacon when it's cooking? That's a sweet aroma right there. That is a sweet aroma. And uh, we want to be a sweet aroma in this world. I think it's important that we understand that when we are uh, giving ourselves, when we are, are giving of ourselves, we're not just, be, just giving other sacrifices. We're not just killing animals and letting them be the sacrifice. We're giving of ourselves. And verse 34 says this, when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Jesus said, what is the most important commandment? To love. Love God with everything you've got. And then love others. Love others. So this uh, reality show didn't end with this little quiz from the Pharisee. Jesus went on in, in the end of this passage of Scripture in Mark chapter 12. We read this little story. And this is a beautiful story of, of the power of being all in. Listen to it. Mark chapter 12 verse 41 says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Can you imagine having Jesus watch when you're giving? Little, little pressure. Many rich people threw in large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him. Can you imagine this? He's like, hey, guys, 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 come here, come here, come here. John, John, stop talking. Peter, put your sword away. Thomas, stop doubting. Come here. Calls his disciples to him and says, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. Okay, love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. She has put in the treasury more than all the others. They, gave, they all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. All she had to live on. She put in all. She became bacon that day, and I'm not be, trying to be disrespectful in this context. She became bacon. This, the other people were laying eggs. And, and, and we won't take away anything from when people give. It's important and significant. But if it's just an egg, 
and not a sacrifice. Jesus measured the value of this woman's gift, not by the amount of dollars, but the amount of sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. To give all of ourselves is more important than to give just some of ourselves. I don't know about you, but when I'm eating, a, eating from a loaf of bread, often I'll take the crust and I'll just toss it. Some people give that way. They eat the middle of the bread and they give God the crust. Why don't we give him the whole, the best of it? Why don't we give him all of us? The whole loaf. Put us all into it. And just let God enjoy the whole loaf of bread. Let him, be, let him see that we're willing to be a complete and whole sacrifice rather than just making small contributions or big contributions. But our whole life doesn't reflect the nature of who Jesus is. Wednesday night, we had a great night of worship. We had a great night of worship. There was a gentleman that stood right here in this driveway. I'm going to cry because this is so significant. His name was Mark. He was a homeless person. And Mark, if you, if you can hear me, I don't know where you are right now, but this story is about you and your heart. I don't know why he's homeless. I don't know what his circumstance is. But we could tell that he, was, he stood there the entire time, about an hour and 15 minutes, worshiping with us. And, and, and there was a point where someone went up to him and, and wanted to help him, wanted to show love to him by giving him something, some money. And he said no. And he reached into his pocket and he pulled out some money. He said, I want to give. I want to give. And it's at that point you want to say, no, no, no. Listen, <laughs> you, you don't need to give. And whoever was there, I can't remember who it was, but received that money. And that money is in our offering box right now. And it is such an incredibly valuable gift to the Lord. I'm so moved by Mark's faith. And I don't know where Mark is. I don't know what circumstance. I don't know how well he is or how not well he is. But the truth is, he loved God and I would imagine with probably most of everything he had that night. I want to be a mark. I want to be someone who is willing to put my whole self in and to give all that I have to him. And I pray that we become that kind of church. That we never withhold from God. That we never give him the crust of our lives. That we never save the best for ourselves. But that we're willing and always willing to give everything we've got. Our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength to God. And love him with everything we've got. What a beautiful, beautiful picture of the, the value of giving everything. This widow's might. These, the, the two cents or more that she gave and, and, and this gentleman who gave out of his love for God. God is calling all of us to be all in, to love him with everything we've got. And I pray today that your heart and your mind would be moved today, not by me, not by my words, not by a story, but by the power of the Holy Spirit right now 
that you would begin to feel that tension between you and the Holy Spirit, that that Holy Spirit is working in you and tugging on the areas that we may have compartmentalized. I think of my life and how I, I tend to kind of compartmentalize things and, and put things in, in different buckets. And God wants us to pour it all in the same bucket. And I pray today that all of us, all of us, every single one of us would go to the next level of all-in relationship with Him. Maybe you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're online or maybe you're on site and you have yet to make that commitment to Jesus Christ to go all-in. You've been kind of... kind of trying out the religious side of life or trying out church or whatever or maybe making those those occasional contributions and I don't want to take any value away from those God bless you for doing that for whatever kind of contribution it is whether it's time whether it's intellect whether it's money whatever it is it's time to be all in it's time to give him all of ourselves and if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior The first step is to say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you with my whole life. I know I'm a sinner. I know I've made mistakes, but I want to follow you, and I want to confess my sin to you, and I want to give you my life right now. And I believe that you were raised from the dead, and I commit to follow you with my whole life. If that's you, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus and you're ready to go all in, just pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus. I confess that I'm a sinner. I confess that I've made mistakes. I confess that I, I, I need you as my Lord and Savior. And I pray right now that you forgive me of my sins. And I accept that forgiveness based on the work you did on the cross. And I believe that you were raised from the dead. And today promise me eternal life. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. I pray that in Jesus' name. And I thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, oh man, there's no better prayer. We're all in. And we're all in together. We're all in with you. So let us know that you made that decision. Tell us on a connection card. Tell somebody next to you and let us know so we can help you grow in your relationship with God. All of us today, I want to pray with you that God will just help us all to wake up in the morning and go, God, this whole day is yours. Not just part of it, not just some of it, not just a little bit of it, but this whole day is yours. And I'm not going to give you the crust, God. I'm going to give you the whole loaf of bread so that we can serve you with our whole heart, so that we can serve you with everything we've got. And in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, today that your Holy Spirit will move on all of us to live every day with all of ourselves in your hands, that we would serve you in our words, that we would serve you in our thoughts, that we would serve you in our self-awareness, that we would serve you with our bodies, and that we would be involved in every way possible to give you everything. I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Praise God. Woo! All right. Go be bacon to this world. I know that sounds weird. And it'll probably be uh, some kind of weird quote on, uh, on, on Instagram or something like that. But go be bacon to this world. And I know God is going to honor your sacrifice. God bless you guys. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com 
and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.